0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the 25th episode of the High Scores Podcast. I'm your host, Sage McSwain, and let's get into today's episode. So for the first topic, we have some unfortunate news coming out of Minnesota from the Vikings organization that Irv Smith Jr. is going to miss four to five months uh, after receiving surgery for his meniscus tear. Um I believe that he suffered that last year. Uh, and that's pretty bad for the Vikings because he is going to or he did play a pretty good role as a backup tight end um in Minnesota. Uh and he was on a lot of people's draft boards in fantasy draft because he would be the number one tight end in Minnesota after Kyle Rudolph left the team to play for the Giants in the off season. Uh, now as for the Vikings, I'm not really too sure if they're really worried about him missing time. They have, uh, two really good wide receivers in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen who are able to, you know, spread the field and they're able to get downfield a lot faster than, uh, a tight end would. Um, but they do need some extra blocking, especially for Dalvin Cook. So that is a big hit for not having Irv Smith Jr. Um, but I do think the Vikings will have a decent season, uh, especially or like without uh Herb Smith Jr. uh being out. Moving on to another topic, Saquon Barkley could play in week one of the season for the Giants. Uh and this is pretty good news after he did suffer an ACL injury. Uh, I believe, uh, week one, early on, uh, last year, uh, during the season. So it is good to see him back. Many people have been drafting him pretty high. I've been kind of cautious with Saquon Barkley because I'm, I'm not too sure how he's gonna recover from ACL injury. Uh, as you know, if you are a sports fan and do watch sports, ACL injuries are the hardest, uh, injuries to come back from. So I was kind of wary on actually drafting him. Uh, but I have seen a lot of people drafting him early on in the draft, so it is going to be interesting to see how he recovers from this injury and what impact he had on the Giants losing that many games while he was out. Speaking of Week 1, the first matchup is on Thursday between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, and I'm going to do my prediction for the game since I am not going to have an episode before Thursday's game, so I'm just going to go over this game uh today. So, Um, as, uh, so for the Cowboys and Buccaneers game, uh, the Buccaneers are seven and a half point favorites. If I do have any, uh, betting listeners and slash watchers out there, um, they are seven and a half point favorites, which is pretty good, um, I think to bet on the Buccaneers. Uh, just, that's just such a big gap. But if you are going to bet on the Cowboys, uh, you better hope they win because that is going to be a pretty big, uh pay out there if um the Cowboys do win but for my prediction I think the Buccaneers are going to win this one uh the Buccaneers have a better defense uh they have a better offense. I think they're just all overall just a better team compared to the Cowboys. Uh the Cowboys didn't really look, that, look that great in the preseason. Um and that's just the preseason, so maybe you know their starters are going to do something different. Um I am excited to see how Dak Prescott is going to play since he was out early in the season last year. Um and I am also going excited to see what Ezekiel Elliott will do because he had some issues last season, but I'm excited to see uh, if he did fix them uh, from what I've been hearing on Hard Knocks, hopefully. So, um and as for the Buccaneers, I'm just excited to see uh, what they're going to do. Uh, they basically kept the same team, so I'm just excited to see how they're gonna play after winning a Super Bowl. Um and also hopefully I get to see some of the rookies out there. I know uh Joe Tryon did really good in the preseason and they kept him on defense. So I'm excited to see what happens there. Now as for my score prediction, I think this is gonna be kind of close. I think it's going to be Buccaneers 31, Cowboys 26. Um, but it's not, the score seems like it's going to be really close, but I think the Bucks are going to get to a lead and then kind of the Cowboys are just going to get some end of the game points and then that's how it's going to end. But yeah, I do have the Buccaneers winning 31 to 26 in Thursday's game. And another week one that happened this week, we- weekend, uh, was the college football uh week one, and it was surprising to see most of these teams play uh The main takeaway was the Georgia Clemson game, which was the prime time game, and that was a really low scoring game uh Georgia won ten to three so um against Clemson, and that just showed Trevor Lawrence's importance uh with Clemson. Uh, and it seems like they've kinda fallen off here, so that might be, uh, the possible end of a dynasty there, uh, for Clemson. Now as for Alabama, uh, Alabama handedly beat, uh, Miami. That was a pretty easy game for Alabama. Um, and then also North Carolina, who was 10th ranked in the AP poll, lost to Virginia Tech. So, uh, that was interesting. Uh, Virginia Tech did win on off, uh, on a walk-off interception at the end of the game. Um And that was pretty nice to see. Also, watch Michigan play as a Michigan fan. It was nice to see Michigan win. Even though it wasn't like, really against a really popular Big Ten team, it was just against Western Michigan, it was nice to see Michigan out there playing. They're throwing some deep balls. I am excited to see uh um McNamara kid McNamara out there as quarterback I think he should have been starting quarterback last year um but uh and also JJ McCarthy who threw that deep bomb late in the game um just throw another touchdown but uh I'm excited to see what Michigan is going to do here um late in the season or, or, or later in the season um and also you know, uh, Oklahoma play against Tulane. Uh, Tulane, it was nice showing from Tulane. Uh, they were able to kind of knock Spencer Rattler off his game early in the game. Uh, cause it was the first possession and he threw an interception, uh, in double coverage. Um, but then Oklahoma did come back and win that game pretty nice. Uh, and, but it was nice showing from Tulane, uh, either way, um, Ohio State did play on Friday, I believe, and they did win against Maryland. Um, and I was kind of, I was kind of hoping that Maryland was going to come through and beat the Ohio, uh, beat Ohio State, but, uh, they ended up kind of blowing it there late in the game. Um, and then, yeah, I'm excited to see what Notre Dame's going to do. Uh, Cincinnati. Those are like some top 10 teams in the league right now, or in, in the NCAA right now. Uh also Oregon losing Justin Herbert. Uh I'm going I'm excited to see what they're gonna do um this season. Um and yeah, I th- I think it's gonna be an exciting season uh to watch for the NCAA because most of these players that were high up are now in the NFL, so um it's gonna be interesting to see what teams are gonna finish out the season, uh at top ten. Moving on to some topics surrounding the NBA, the Hawks signed uh, Clint Capella to a two-year, $64 million extension. Uh, this is a pretty good extension for the Hawks and Clint Capella. Uh, Clint Capella, I believe, is the backup, uh, from John Collins, which the Hawks did also re-sign this season, or this offseason. So, um, I think it's a pretty good sign for the Hawks, uh, keeping a pretty good backup center slash, uh, power forward um, and some more signings in the uh, the NBA, uh, Paul Millsap, uh, the Nets have added Paul Millsap to their team, and it seems like the Nets have been getting a lot older, um, they did, uh, they were able to trade DeAndre Jordan, which I will talk about later on in the episode, but, um, it does seem like the Nets are going to become, like, kind of an older team, how they were before when they had Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Like, this team kind of reminds me of the same team, just with a little bit better players with Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. Uh, but it does seem like the Nets are going to—are a really old team or older team here, uh kind of like the Lakers. So um it's going to be interesting to see. It looks like they're trying to win now. And then rebuild later. So, uh, the Nets, I think this is their season to, uh, win it all. But if they don't, I'm um, not too sure how the team is going to develop, uh, next season. Now, I did talk about the, Deon- De- the DeAndre Jordan trade earlier on in the episode, uh, but DeAndre Jordan, was traded to the Detroit Pistons, uh, for Sekou Dumbuya and a couple of uh picks, a couple of second-round picks, and that's a pretty good trade for the Pistons because I do know that they were trying to ship Sekou. Um, even though I don't really agree with the trade as a business fan, I think Sekou Dumbuya could have been uh really good. He has a lot of potential, um, and I think the Nets are getting a really good player. They're able to develop him a lot more. Uh, I think the Nets are getting a really good young player that can develop really nicely. Now as for the Pistons in this trade, they did end up, uh, buying out DeAndre Jordan. Um, uh, so then DeAndre Jordan did sign with the Lakers, which again, I brought, I said up, or I brought up early on in the episode that the Lakers and Nets are kind of the same as getting older, and they just got another old player in DeAndre Jordan, um, which, it also seems like the Lakers are trying to win now. Because, again, if they don't win it now, I'm not really too sure how the team is gonna develop, uh, later on. Um, but, either way, I think, uh, for all three teams in this ordeal, uh, the Nets kinda won, uh, because they get Sekudumbuya, who's a really nice young player who can develop well, or I, I think has some potential. Pistons, I uh, did get those two second round picks. Um, and it looks like Trey Weaver's been doing really good in the, in the draft. Uh, last year, the rookies that he drafted did pretty nice. And I'm excited to see what they're gonna do, uh, this season, especially with the number one pick in Cade Cunningham. And they also did get, uh, Luca Garza and Isaiah Livers and Copra Um, so, I'm Can't wait to, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do there. Um, as for the Lakers, I'm not really too sure what they're gonna do. They just signed Dwight Howard, so I'm guessing they're just getting more depth with, I think, which I think, uh, the Lakers is good, or which, which is really good for the Lakers because, uh, they needed depth last year, which I think caused them to lose to the Suns in game seven. And that was all for today's episode. Thank you for listening all the way, or watching all the way through, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you.